happy Friday, everyone. This is Steph Lee, the founder of Host Agency Reviews, and you are tuning in for the Friday 15, where every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time, we go ahead and answer the questions that have come into heart. So today is wonderful. Well, wonderful for multiple reasons, one of which is we have a co-host. We have Keith Walden with Departure Lounge with us today. Hi, Keith. How are you? Hello, hello. Great here. I'm coming to you from Florence, Italy today. Yes. So for those of you that are listening in and not watching, you're missing out because Keith has, he's staying in this beautiful apartment he's rented with, I don't know, they must be like 12 foot ceilings or something. And then, yeah, okay, go ahead and show everybody the surprise. Okay, here we go. There's ah! one of them. Yeah. All of the rooms have frescoes in this apartment. It's pretty special. It is so beautiful. So if you're listening in, you can go, uh, take a look at this on the YouTube channel, on Hard's YouTube channel. So um, before we get into questions, I just wanted to let everybody know uh, we are in the middle of the HAR annual survey right now, and we would love your support and getting um, taking the survey so that we can push out all this information. We it, it gives tons of information to all different types of advisors to help you benchmark. It helps host agencies, consortias, suppliers get a better feel um, for travel advisors. So if you are able to, you can go to hostagencyreviews.com slash survey, and that will take you to the link to take the survey. Um, for most people, it'll only take a few minutes. Uh, but again, it's going on right now. Please help us out so we can continue to publish this amazing data for the industry. Let's see. All right, Keith, are you ready for question time? I'm ready. I, I know. I feel like we're on a game show here or something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So question one for $200. Uh, we've okay. got one that came in from Sandy and Sandy is asking as a new advisor, what is the best in-person events slash conferences to attend to help me? Are they the same conferences for experienced agents or do I need something special? So Keith, what's your thoughts and advice on that? Well, we've got a lot of wonderful industry events. I'm very partial to Virtuoso, we are a Virtuoso member agency and I worked there for 16 years uh, and had a hand in creating the Virtuoso brand. So I believe Virtuoso Travel Week and the regional shows that Virtuoso does are fantastic for both new advisors and veterans because uh, mm -hmm. you're really getting to meet with the best suppliers in the world uh, that are also preferred status within the Virtuoso network. Outside of that, I think the ILTM um, meetings are great. Typically, those are for high producers, however. So um, that would be something to aspire to if you are a new advisor to get your sales production up to a point where you qualify to be invited to go to either ILTM Americas or ILTM uh, Con. I think um, that would be great. I think there are some specialty uh, shows like Duco, Duco Italy, Duco France, where you can uh, learn about a country inside out from the luxury side. Those are fantastic. My team members that have gone to Duco each year, I've come back raving. I've been uh, three times now myself for Duco Italy, and it's just incredible. Um, okay, I've so, never heard of Duco, Keith. So how do you spell that? It's spelled D-U-C-O. Okay. Um, and it was launched about four years ago with Duco Italy, and it's all the best luxury travel providers from Italy meeting with the best sellers of uh, Italy in Florence over a four-day period. Um, I think it's typically in March. Uh, and then that was such a success. It was put together by uh, Carolina Perez um, out of Sao Paulo, uh, whose family's, you know, long-term family in the travel business and has the most successful travel agency in Sao Paulo. 
Um, and then she launched Duco France a couple of years ago uh, as well, uh, where all the best travel providers within the whole country of France come together into Paris and are uh, presenting over a four day period to the top sellers of France. Um, so it's just a logical uh, focal point. There's also adventure travel shows. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's We Are Africa and other uh, shows that are focused on selling Africa. So whatever your passion point is, uh, whether that's a particular destination or a type of travel, um, then it's it's smart to go and dive in and kind of do a, a, an intensive on those things. Uh, you'll make a lot of new connections, new friends. You'll learn a lot of information. Um, and then the the conference that you know our team does, we have our own event each year. This year it's called Departure Lounge Exchange. It'll happen in New Orleans. And it's where all of our advisors come together and we spend three days focusing on best practices uh, and really about the current times and what's the smartest thing to be doing in many different situations so that we can all elevate our game uh, mm -hmm. as travel advisors. So uh, that's very popular with my team as well. Yeah. And so Sandy, like kind of what Keith was describing is there's, you know, there's various levels, like number one, if you have a niche, find, find the events that fit with that. And I'm at the same time, I'm going to pull up um, our events calendar here. Cause a lot of, this is a great resource for you, Sandy. So a lot of the things um, that Keith had mentioned on here, like ILTM and Virtuoso, we, these are all listed within the calendar. There's, I don't even know, there's probably like 40 plus different events in here to take a look at. So no matter what your specialty and niche is, there's going to be something for you in here. So I would really take a look at here, find out, um, you know, what's a good fit for you. And I'm going to add some of this. I'm going to add Duco to this um, now that I've learned about it from Keith. But there's, um, I think the other thing to mention is there's, there's kind of different levels. Like as you're getting started, it sounds like you're new, Sandy. There's going to be the host will often have their own, like Keith was talking about um, his conference that's coming up. The host will have something. And that's great to get to know the host staff um, and their team members and get to know the culture and other advisors within your network. Then there's the consortia level, which Keith was talking about with Virtuoso Week. Um, that's another really powerful one to figure out to learn more about what your consortium is offering, as well as, again, wonderful networking. Um, and all the major consortia have their their trainings. And then there's going to be supplier events. There's third-party ones, like Travel Weekly puts on one. Um, you know, there's Sea Trade, which the Global Cruises put on. So there's a lot of different options for you. And um, we'll put links in to the events that Keith talked about, as well as the uh, HAR calendar of events. So, I also want to add, Virtual So Travel Week, they have the communities program where different communities for different specializations. So uh, you oh. can get a narrow focus, even though it's a large show. Uh, if you join a community like uh, the adventure or wellness community or the family travel community, it helps you be able to uh, curate the suppliers and travel providers that you're meeting with that go with your passion point and what you're really interested in. Uh, so I think the communities have been a really nice addition for Virtual So Travel Week. So do they sign up for those like as they're registering or when do they sign up with these communities? If you actually can, you can sign up for the communities at any time as a virtuoso advisor because they do things throughout the year. Uh, okay. That, you know, tar targeted information to those people that are really focused on that type of travel selling. And then they have in-person meetings uh, at Virtual So Travel Week. 
Uh, and in the past two years, they've had the virtual meetings as well uh, for, for those that didn't attend in person. So there's quite a few ways that you can engage uh, with the virtual communities for whatever your passion point is. Uh, yeah. And Sandy, if you've I've never been to a virtuoso travel week, but um, I have to go because it seems like it's like a an intense experience. Like when you see other advisors yeah. getting ready, they have like pictures of their seven outfits they're going to be wearing that day for the different cocktails. And it's exhausting. Um, it's a marathon. Yeah, it's very early mornings and very late nights and very little sleep in between. But it's definitely worthwhile. And when you've been in this industry a long time, it's a big family reunion because you're seeing all your friends. So it's it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it looks super, super fun, yet exhausting and very fashionable. So, um, yeah. well, Keith, let's look at question number two. So this is from Anonymous. They're looking for a host and would like to focus on luxury travel, which is perfect since you're a uh, virtuoso. So they're saying, I see virtuoso come up many times, but those hosts are more expensive. Can you explain to me the advantages? Because it is my understanding I can book the same hotels and companies with any host. Keith, take it away. Yeah. What are your thoughts? The last part of that, you, you know, anyone can book a hotel, but you want to be able to book the hotel. You want to be able to book the best hotels and be able to provide your clients with the best perks, uh, whether that's a one category upgrade, breakfast for two daily, $100 credit, early check-in, late check-out, all of the perks that come through a virtual so preferred hotel. Or you also want to be with a host agency that is part of the brand's preferred programs like Four Seasons Preferred and Beaumont Bellini Club and Rosewood Elite and Hyatt Purvey. And we're part of 28 of those. Uh, and then we have our own preferred program uh, for individually invited suppliers to come into our program. And to this give is our Departure clients Lounge, right? Departure yeah. Lounge. Yeah, we have it's called Departure Lounge VIP, uh, which stands for Very Important Partner. Um, and any partner within that program gives our clients the highest level of perks uh, that they give to anyone in any program, uh, as well as enhanced commission for the advisor. So you can make more money when you're selling that as the travel advisor on our team. Um, okay. So I would say you really, really want to focus on luxury. Um, Virtuoso is absolutely the, the best network to be a part of the most sales volume and luxury space. And then the host agencies within Virtuoso also have the most bells and whistles because in the luxury segment, you need to not only have the right insight and knowledge, you need all of those uh, tools in your toolbox to be able to upgrade your client's experience without them having to pay for it. Uh, so I think that's uh, highly valuable. You know, I also, you know, when I'm talking to new prospective advisors who want to specialize in luxury, you know, they really have to have uh, their personal contacts with affluent households that are traveling at a four and five star level. Uh, mm -hmm. So you've got to make sure that you get those connections that you can launch yourself as a travel advisor, because that's hugely important to be able to get yourself started. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's worth um, kind of reevaluating anonymous. What, like when you're thinking of luxury, what exactly luxury is? Because a lot of what Keith is talking about with what virtuoso is offering you know, um, you know, if you're thinking like three star is luxury, there's like virtuoso really focuses on the upper, upper tier and having those perks that make it very unique booking with you. Um, so I would make sure to take a look at that. And then the other thing I would say to anonymous is, um, you know, you can book these hotels or resorts with any host technically, but one of the perks of going with a host agency is that you want to be at the top tier commissions. 
And so if you're booking with a host that maybe doesn't focus on luxury travel, you can book that hotel, you can book that four seasons, but you're going to be at the lowest commission tier versus, you know, if you're working with a larger host agency um, or one that specializes in luxury that has a lot of bookings, they're going to have the relationships that you need um, and they're going to have possibly the higher commissions. So that's something to consider as well. And the top client perks, uh, which is really how you set yourself apart. You know, your clients may come to you because of the perks and then they value you because of your expertise and your support over time. But the perks are really important. Yeah, they're, they, they're really what set you apart because you can't get them, you know, anywhere else. So and anonymous, I would tell you, don't sell anything under four star, because when you go under four star, you go into a commoditized product that's easily bookable online. You won't be able to offer any upgrades and perks on a three-star product. So you don't have a selling advantage in the marketplace. You also have a client that is the most likely to be unhappy because the product is not in the upper tier. Um, mm -hmm. And then they will bring more clients like that to your table. So you will be busy making no money dealing with crabby clients. So don't do it. And and you're not going to have frescoes on your ceiling. I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and we all want frescoes on our ceiling because they're so beautiful. <laughs> Um, we'll also put in a link to, I'm not sure, um, it, it sounds like you might be newer. And so I'm going to put a link into an article on travel aging commissions to help you kind of understand um, what those levels are and how belonging to a host that sells a lot of these products can help you not only earn more, but also, like we said, have those relationships with those different vendors. And we produce marketing for our advisors to use in their social media content and their marketing platforms and newsletters, um, focusing on the best product. Uh, so it can help drive sales of that product to if they've got the right followers or, you know, clients in the mix. So I would look at that. I'd look at the host's ability to provide marketing content. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So our last question for today, this is from Andres. Uh, we have a merchant account, of course, and for those that aren't familiar, a merchant account is just like credit card processing, um, but it's not totally ideal and we're looking for a better solution. Getting a merchant account as a travel agency is a huge pain since they seem to think that the travel business, travel businesses are so risky. Um, so it sounds like Keith Andres is looking for some uh, advice on how to get a merchant account to charge maybe service fees or something along those lines. What do you recommend? Well, I first, you know, say proceed with caution because merchant accounts uh, should be used as little as possible when it comes to selling actual travel product. Most suppliers are set up to receive the payment from the client. We just pass on the client payment information, then the supplier comes back with commission. So, but we do, you know, have to charge clients cards for travel planning fees. Uh, and in some cases, you know, we will also do it for part of the trip. Um, but we've got a, a pretty strong limit. We'll only do $5,000 uh, as a max on any trip, regardless of the number of people. The reason for that is liability. So if that client is unhappy and asks for the charges to be reversed, uh, and, and it's actually been charged by the travel agency, then the funds are pulled out of the bank account of the travel agency. And then the host agency will go to the advisor and say, you've got to replace those funds. And yeah. so we don't want to be in the position to do that. We don't want to have to ask our advisors. So we've got a cap. Um, so, you you know, that merchant fee of three to four percent is uh, is not going to go away. I think um, you're just it's a it's a necessary evil of doing business. 
And if it's three to four percent of your planning fee, it's not a huge hit. Uh, but if it's three per, three to four percent on the gross sale, uh, it can really eat into your margin or your commission. So that's why we recommend don't ever do it. If we have to do um, you know pay a gross amount um, to a supplier that doesn't receive credit cards, then we'll take a wire from the client. We'll do an ACH pull from their bank account. Uh, or we'll even have allow them to write us a check as if, if there's plenty of time for the funds to clear and get into our account. And then we will wire the funds uh, to the supplier. There are some changes coming in that space to cut down on what are traditional wire fees. There's a company called Flywire and there are some others that are coming into the space that allow the transfer of funds uh, between agencies and suppliers and suppliers and agencies at a lower cost than, you know, 35 to $40 bank wire fee. So mm -hmm. that is, that is happening already. And I think will continue to happen and, and uh, we'll bring those, you know, the cost of sending money down. Um, yeah. But many, many clients have those special credit cards where they want those points. And so they really will want to pay with a credit card, but we do, we as departure lounge cap that uh, to limit the liability for, for us and for the agent. That's that's great advice uh, for just advisors in general, if you are taking these fees, because they can really hurt, um, you know, if because right now Keith is talking about his advisors running their fees through departure lounge, but some people choose to just do them on the side. Um, and and there's a lot of liability that comes with one of them is like what we're talking about with Keith, where if your clients decide they don't want to pay that you're left with that huge bill, whatever the, the fee is. Right. Um, the other thing to keep in mind too, is with seller of travel laws, Andres, there's, if you're running service fees or consultation fees or planning fees outside the host agency and you're using their seller of travel number, you need to be aware of the restrictions with that. So there, it's too much to go over during the Friday 15, but I am going to put a link into an article that goes in depth about seller of travel, um, seller of travel laws and fees. And so you can make sure that you're kind of grossing all your T's and dotting your I's. And, and I didn't know about Flywire. So I'm going to take a look at that and I'll put a, a link into it. Um, one of the things I've used too that works better for, that's I found has worked decently for international transfers um, has been WISE. And I think it's, I think it's just like W-I-S-E. It's like WISE transfers or something. And I've been really satisfied with them. But um, I will say it is the one thing that can be tricky if you're a travel agency or even if you're in the travel space, because I've run into this problem where QuickBooks um, won't let me run, won't let me run invoices through them because they think I'm a travel agency and I'm too risky. And so they kicked me off the platform. Uh, so it, it's, yeah, that's one thing you'll want to be aware of is that like Andre says, it is very difficult to do a merchant account um, if you're a travel agency for those reasons, because it's it's just very high risk and there's a lot of fraud within it. Yeah, it is a higher risk business. They certainly know it. They've done their homework. So I don't <laughs> think you're going to see those, you know, I think three to four percent is kind of the, the lowest you're going to see it go on anything that's travel related expenditure. Yeah. Well, that's One thing I would add is on your planning fees when you're charging, first of all, I hope you're charging planning fees. 
And when yes. you are charging for those on that, if you're using an online form, which we do and most do, make sure the language says it's non-refundable and get an electronics actual signature because the credit card companies, uh, should they have a request for some reason to reverse the charges, you're going to need to show that documentation that the language was there, that it's a non-refundable fee, and that there was an electronic signature on it. Um, so that's make sure that you're adding that to the form. You can do that with a combination of Jot form and Stripe uh, as an example uh, if you're starting from scratch pretty easily. Yeah, we'll we'll put a link in too because we have a free template for on JotForm because JotForm is so awesome and you can do the signatures for free. It's very, um, we'll put a link into that if anyone is wanting kind of a plug and play where you can just go in and adjust what's already there to fit it to your agency. Um, well, so Keith, if somebody has some questions about Departure Lounge or wants to talk to you more about your experience or whatever it is, what's the best way for them to reach you or learn more about Departure Lounge? You can send an email to kwalden, K-W-A-L-D-O-N at departurelounge.com um, or go to our website, departurelounge.com and reach out through the website. Be happy to speak to you anytime. And, you know, I'm a big, uh, I've been in the business now for 36 years. I started when I was 20. Oh so my gosh, I didn't keep, know that. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, I, and I, my whole focus is to help people get started in the business, particularly in the luxury segment. So I'm happy to talk to people kind of where they are. I've got a good sense of uh, now nine years working directly with advisors with Departure Lounge. I've got a good sense of if someone's got all the right elements to be successful in the role. So always happy to chat. That's awesome. Thank you. So we'll put the the contact information in the show notes um, for people that would like to reach out. And then um, we are going to be off next week since it is um, the very end of May and Oh, it's Memorial Day. I always get confused. I'm like, is it Memorial Day or Labor Day? I can't remember. So we're going to be off next week, but we will be back June 3rd, uh, Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time. Before, and we will be having a co-host with Lori Spears from Lavarte Travel. So we hope to see you then. Uh, Keith, thank you so much for joining us and giving us this beautiful background of a fresco and these gorgeous ceilings. So um, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Anytime. Take care. Yeah, have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Perfect.